You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Hartigan Stapes and Broughton invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to season three of Poker in the Ears. When do we start uh, doing I- it by season? Because that's what real shows do. I would say our season surely is by year. So we've just had the mid-season break in season three. But when when was the first ever one? 2015. But when in 2015? March. Okay. Quarter quarter one. It doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. I'm Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. Those voices you are hearing are my work wife, James Hardigan, and my work abusive stepdad, Matt Broughton. Hey. Hello. Absolutely nothing has happened since we last spoke six <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, no, in that's someone's true. case, it was seven weeks ago. That's right, because I did, in fact, miss the last episode of this show. More on that later. I will explain. Uh, the World Series of Poker happened. The winner, Scott Blumstein, he is on the show today. Nice. And he, he has got some connections back to me and James that are pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. Matt has had a bunch of adventures in online poker. Of course, you must have been twitching all summer long. Oh, yeah, I haven't had a break at all. I don't know what you guys are referring to. And what's this World Series of Poker business? I didn't know about that. No one invited me. It's a new thing. We'll talk more about it later. And finally, you guys may or may not have heard about this at this point, but the MFing PCA is back. I want all my fucking money back (laughs) from the swear jar. Joe, the event in 2017 was not called the PCA, but the event in January 2018 will be called the PCA. And there's a lot of fun stuff planned for those nine days of poker in January of next year. Details on the way. And the P- it's like kind of like when they did a new Coke and then they brought back Coke Classic. That's what I think is happening with the PCA here. Uh, and finally, our super fans are also back. On Forest later on, David Haney is going to challenge me to knowledge of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is this the okay. show with the guy who is supposedly looks like you? What's his name again? <laughs> yeah, Charlie Day. Yeah, that's my that's Charlie Day impression. Uh, the guy who, uh, the first time I ever had my face on a stand-up comedy poster, the promoter actually put Charlie Day's face on it. <laughs> from it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Um, okay, guys. So Matt and James know this already. Where was Stapes during the last episode of this show? And I will say this. I was sleeping. Uh, not because I was drunk. Not because I overslept. Uh, I just didn't know the show was happening when it was happening. I thought it was happening 24 hours later. Uh, so I was sound asleep uh, at a pretty early time, too, for me, uh, believe it or not. It was like 1030 at night or something. And uh, in all honesty, that, we right? were we were worried. I mean, we joked about it when we were recording the podcast. But afterwards, there was genuine concern because I figured we're trying to get hold of Joe at like half 11 midnight L.A. time. And I know you You don't go to bed that early. You're up to like 2 a.m. So the fact that you weren't answering the phone meant I thought something bad must have happened. Yeah, it, well, it was like the perfect storm of like me being an idiot and like not realizing that I had the date wrong. This was hilarious because I sent the running order to James and he went through and changed the date on it. And I was like, Oh, I must've just written the wrong date. Not realizing that. No, I actually in my head had it wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you just then, thought James was just being like pedantic and is like, Oh, you know, maybe I spelt July wrong or something. Yes, like, exactly. Oh, to be but, fair though, Joe gives me a lot of shit for the pedantry and the detail that I put into emails, but you've now conceded that maybe it makes sense to read them. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, it absolutely does. And so, and then I was like, man, I've been hitting it pretty hard lately. So I'm just going to go to bed early tonight and like have like a, a clean and sober night. That of course was my downfall <laughs> was attempting to have like a tame evening where I went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. Um, and this, this has led to two really terrible. So I apologize. I've apologized to all my coworkers. I apologize to you, the listeners, uh, for screwing that up. This has led to two horrible things. I already freak out every time I have work or a show and start waking up hours before my alarm is due to go off. Part of the reason why you guys are so worried is because you know as much as I joke around, it would take something huge for me to miss work. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I have never – that's the first thing I've ever missed or been – like there was the one other time in Fargo because I had the date wrong also. Um, but I don't miss work. I don't screw around with work. So and, you and guys especially were... considering that was like the last show before the break and we had Daniel on and we thought there's just no way that Joe would take this casually, which kind of made us start actually worrying in quite right. a serious fashion about it. And there's no way that Joe would ever not need this money right before we're going off the air for six weeks. That was my primary thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I already freak out every day when I have work. Like, I, I haven't been woken up by an alarm on a work day in, in years. So this morning, I started waking up. I had to get up at 6.30. I started waking up at 4.30 in the morning every 10 minutes, afraid I was going to oversleep. And the other horrible thing to come from this is that I have now added James Hardigan to like my emergency phone list so that if my phone is on silent, his calls will still ring through. Okay. And I'm I a little worried about like for what reasons, like, hey Joe, like the running order was missing a comma. Like wait <laughs> <a minute. laughs> I mean, just to give us a like an idea of how, how, how big a deal this is, what other individuals are on that list? No one. Wow. So not even if your prince, if your prince suddenly needed to get a hold of you, like tough, tough shit, they have to wait, wait until you've woken up, right? Yeah, I can't like fly home and like, you know, restart their heart anyway. Okay. So. First of all, I'm honored. Secondly, let's test this and see if it actually <laughs> yeah, it's, works. I have it on, I have it on silent right okay, now. Okay. So I'm now Joe Stapleton calling mobile. Oh, wow. This is a huge responsibility. <laughs> oh, something's happening. I've got your voicemail. Unbelievable. Right, now, hold on. You have to call me twice. All oh, right. So the oh. first time it won't go through. First time right. it lets you sleep. Second time it's like, no, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. Oh, I don't want to speak okay. to Joe Stapleton's voicemail. I want to speak to Joe fucking Stapleton. <laughs> there we go. And so, James, you know, James called me about nine times that day. So this <laughs> definitely would have gone through. By the way, that's such a sick feeling, like waking up and seeing like, 41 missed calls yeah, from work i can imagine like uh what what did i do now <laughs> crucially the as the person who knows what day of the week it is and the person who understands time zone differences i will not be disturbing you unnecessarily joe so you have nothing I, to fear i will not abuse the power that you have granted me i i thank you <laughs> all right lots lots more to get to today guys so uh quickly now some guy very passive aggressively on twitter referred to this as the movie review show so since we have lots of genuine poker shit to talk about i'm sure we're all champing at the bit to like tell everyone what we watched this summer so i'm thinking let's just all rattle off the shit we saw with like a five word or less review of each thing no problem. james you go first okay train spotting two flat disappointment Ooh. dunkirk Decent cinematic achievement. John Wick <laughs> 2, really enjoyable. Game of Thrones, current season, most recent episode, fucking amazing. Bingo. 
Wow. All right. Um, quick re- rebuttal for me. Dunkirk, I skipped it because I thought I might cry too much. <laughs> I had tickets and everything. John Wick 2, perfect sequel. Game of Thrones, I'm trying, but I'm five episodes behind and I fell asleep yesterday. <laughs> right. Not a good start. For me, Spider-Man, really, really enjoyed it. Loved it lots. Ghost in that the Shell. That was more than five words. He cheated, Joe. Uh, but Joe he went, cheated. Joe well, went on no, re- about Dunkirk and other stuff. Really, really was was used twice. So it's kind of the same word. Mm. All right. So how, all right. Ghost in the Shell. Surprisingly watchable and liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count there. Uh, I just binge watched the whole of House of, House of Cards Seasons 5. Really, really enjoyed it. Back on track with that. And also binge watched Mr. Robot Series 2. I can't do this in five words. It's either genius or it's really shit wrapped up in the belief that it's genius. Because when I was a kid and you'd have to write a story, if you ran out and you'd go, it was all a dream, is it feels like Mr. Robot sometimes goes, ah, shit. Ah, it was all in his mind. And you go... It's a bit like when they found "Mm." that Bobby Ewing wasn't actually dead but was having a shower. And people would go, oh, my God, it's like the total mindfuck. And you go... It might be, or it might just be that they keep cheating because they don't know what to do with the story, so they just like completely like just delete whole chunks of it. Anyway, totally enjoyed it, and now I'm about to start on Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, Mr. Robot Season 3 coming out was just announced, I believe, so uh, I-, I enjoy that show a lot too. All right, here we go. I-, I watched this movie on Netflix called Butter. It was an absolute gem. I can't believe I hadn't heard of it. Baby Driver, fun ride, bad movie. Spider-Man, standard Marvel, very good. <laughs> Four words, you got one left. Jim Gaffigan, Cinco, uh, Netflix special, brilliant, and it's clean. And Atomic Blonde was fucking fantastic. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Cool. We will get round to it. And without further ado, let's do some news headlines. What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears News. And because we've been off air for six weeks, a lot has happened in the poker world. There are a lot of bracelet winners at the World Series. A lot of events have taken place around the world. A lot of winners. And I don't really think we can recap them all. There is one honourable mention I would like to make. Mm -hmm. And that is that friend of this show, Sam Grafton, won a PokerStars Festival main event in Bucharest this weekend, just gone. And And we got Sam's immediate reaction to that victory. Absolute debacle. I'm fuming. Congratulations, Sam. Uh, Now, the big news of the week, you teased it at the top of the show, Joe. The PCA is back. This event, which has been in the calendar since 2004, the big start to the poker calendar every year in January, is back to being the PCA after being the PokerStars Championship Bahamas for one year only. They've announced that. They've announced the schedule. They've announced when it's running. Where do you want to start? Atlantis. Am I I allowed to just say why explain like what tell me tell me tell me more tell me what that means what it means is we love the pca everyone called it the pca so let's stop pretending it's anything other than the pca and let's in a way turn back the clock a couple of years and make the pca what it used to be for example the main event ten thousand dollars And this is in direct response to player feedback. This is what the poker world wants. They want the PCA to be a 10K, not a 5K. If they're going to travel to the Bahamas, if they're going to stay at Atlantis, they want it to be worth their while. So it's going back to being a 10K. No, I'm a massive fan. I I think that's good. I think there's nothing worse than forcing people 
away from something they love and say, no, can you not, not call that anymore? Please don't wear that badge anymore. I think if it's something is a mega success, just embrace I it. I knew we shouldn't have thrown away all those fucking signs and banners. And, <laughs> oh, man. Man, is that fire still going? That's like a tire fire that just goes on for <laughs> decades. You know what? I would love to think, seriously, that they are in storage somewhere and that someone didn't make the mistake of trashing them all. Um, Top men. The other big change, you know that recently there's been a trend towards having like 90 or 100 events on the schedule for the nine days of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is following player feedback. This is listening to the people who come to our tournaments, who come to our uh, stops on the tour. 30 tournaments focusing oh, on wow. longer levels, bigger fields. Um, should point out, by the way, that there is an adjustment to registration fees because, to twist a much maligned quotation, less rake is better. Let's start with the big boys, first of all. <laughs> Let's start with the high rollers. We have the 100k super high roller. We got the 50k one day high roller. We got the 25k high roller event. In all of those tournaments, the registration fees will be capped at $300. And just wow. to give you a point of comparison, in the 100k, players were paying two thousand dollars in rake Shush. they're now paying 300 bucks but it's you not- can't afford not to enter the tournament at those prices. <laughs> <laughs> should point out it is not just the big boys who are getting a break as well obviously the lower buy-in tournaments the turbo tournaments they're going to see registration fees reduced by 50 percent across the board wow so the number that's being thrown about is that players, these reductions will result in $300,000 or so staying in players' pockets or being used in buy-ins instead during the course of the nine days of PCA 2018. Wow. So take that money and play another event, please. Now, this to me (laughs) is the most exciting thing. There is a free roll on the final day. Now, two things, guys. First of all, we're streaming the final table, so don't expect to be able to play. And as you know, if we're working the event, we're not allowed to play anyway. A $50,000 free roll on the final day. What? Free to play and open to anyone who's played in one or more of any of the other events on the PCA schedule. Wow. I mean, this is normally where I'd say something kind of sarcastic and cynical, but that all sounds kind of pretty awesome to me. So I can come and just, not me personally, but a human that is not employed by PokerStars can come to the event and play like a 200 dollar turbo and then getting this free roll i don't honestly know what the lowest buy-in tournament on the schedule is going as to long be as, it's the, one, as long as it's one of those if 30 it's events. one of the 30 events on the schedule yes you are then entitled to play this fifty thousand dollar free roll on the final day plus wow. there will be a massive player party bigger than we've seen in recent years the player bags joe <gasps> are back two hundred dollars worth of merchandise in each player bag at PCA 2018, and following the popular Road to Barcelona promotion that we saw in June, Road to Bahamas is coming, and that means loads of opportunities to qualify for the PCA through standard MTTs, through spin and goes, through daily challenges, random satellite ticket drops in special events, those ultra satellites we saw with, with packages guaranteed. I think this is going to be the biggest event we have seen in the Bahamas for many years, and I am really looking forward to it. I think that they should have run this Road to the Bahamas promotion uh, by me first, because as we know, there is no road to the Bahamas, but oh. I think it would be awesome oh, if, God. when you won this thing, if they drove you to Paradise Island in an underwater car. <laughs> Think I about will, it. I will speak yeah. to the uh, CRM team and get back to you yeah, on that one, Yeah, there's still time. There's still time to implement that, Joe. Don't don't worry. We'll take care. Come of on. It. 
Um, and no more details yet on what the rest of 2018 has in store. But let's be honest, this is a great start. And I think we can expect more exciting announcements about the rest of the calendar year, probably by the time we get to Barcelona for the Pokestars Championship in a couple of weeks' time. Well, if it's all good news like this, then uh, I might read a press release for once in my life. So that's looking forward. Let's look back now as we talk about Joe Stapleton's summer at the 2017 World Series of Poker. Event Recap Event Recap Alright, so in case you guys didn't know what I was doing there, they added me this year, not to commentary, uh, but to doing some sideline reporting. It was an interesting and fun experience. Basically, I had a run-and-gun gorilla crew with me, um, didn't have a ton of resources, and didn't have a ton of uh, like guidance as in, like, go do this thing or that thing. I was kind of left up to my own devices. I would pitch a bunch of things every day. They would say yes or no. Um, and then it was always a matter of like what I could get while I was in the hallway there. Not going to go over too much of the stuff that aired. You guys can check that out uh, or, or did already. I will say that some things that were awesome about it were... Uh, all of the fans of ours that I met, James, like I could not be in the hallway of the Rio for more than 30 seconds without being approached by somebody that was an EPT fan or an EPT not live fan or a poker in the ears fan. And I got asked about James and Matt all the time, every single day. Where's James? Where's Matt? Um, it was such a great experience just being around all those folks. Uh, also, it was really cool. Now, when I first left america to come work in europe uh it took me a long time to get to know the european players i felt like i kind of uh sort of missed out on a lot of what was happening in america it was really cool to go out to the world series and to be able to say hey that's charlie carroll he's a really interesting guy you should watch him that's joseph carlino that's benjamin pollock that guy is super overdue uh that's valentin messina so i was really um happy uh, to be that it's such a worldwide event, the World Series of yeah. Poker. It really isn't, it, it shouldn't be just about Americans. And it was great to be able to say, hey, these are interesting players. And, you know, the reason they got, they got onto Will Kasuf last year, James, was because one of our former producers worked for them that summer or, or wrote to them an email and said, hey, this guy's been really interesting on the European tour. You should keep an eye on him. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So um, who would have thought that it would take Joe Stapleton to bring an international perspective to the World Series of Poker? <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck is happening? Um, so there's a couple of interesting stories that have nothing to do with saying how cool it was. Um, one is that, um, oh, I did some stand up shows and one of them went horribly. One oh. of them and like half the poker media showed up and Sarah Grant from Poker News live streamed it. Uh, without my knowledge, and the comments were just amazing. Wow, hope he has a backup plan. Jeez, this is terrible. Um, just really awful stuff that I woke up to the next day. But on my third stand-up show, this girl came up to me, and she said, I'm a big fan. We've met once before. You, uh, I'm here with my boyfriend, but I just want you to know that we, I have a deal with him that I can sleep with you if I want to. <laughs> 
God's <laughs> sake. And I was flattered by this. And uh, had she not been attached to boyfriend, I would have been like, which way to your hotel? Um, but I was like, oh, that's really flattering. But I don't I don't think I could do it. And then about 40 minutes later, her boyfriend then approaches me. Well, and he had a pass that she said that <laughs> you were allowed to sleep with him. What an incredibly serendipitous setup, these guys. What a and healthy, open did, relationship. And we did leave together. No, and he, <laughs> he, he basically said the same story, except he went, you know, I would probably be pretty sad if it happened, but if you want to, go ahead. Oh, and I was just horrible. like, I'll be watching like, from inside the wardrobe. Yeah, dude, I can't. I can't do it. Don't worry. Like, you're safe. You're, you're safe. It's not going to happen. So uh, that was a, a fun ending to the night. That, I did, uh, now, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I mean, did you not go any further? Because my query would have been like, so these guys get together, just boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, on what date did she say, listen, we need to, before we go any further, I, I'm developing feelings for you. <laughs> um, we need to talk about Joe Stapleton. <laughs> Like, at what point in their relationship did this clause... Because the fact that the guy, like, acknowledges it and embraces it and says, yeah, look, I just want to let you know, Joe, it's totally legit. If you need to bang her, like, it, I did shake hands on this. Like, when do you bring that up in your relationship? Another important question is, are you the only name on the list? Right, this is what... Uh, th she made it sound like I'm the only name on the list. And what, if, what I want to tell you people is if you're going to have a hall pass, okay... Make it someone your partner is never going to fucking meet. Don't make it like a fucking Z-list celebrity that will basically show up to anything that has free food because uh, you don't really want to have to face that. Like, don't make it the local weatherman. Make yeah. it George Clooney. Yeah, it's like, I feel, I mean, I feel pretty safe that both Margot Robbie and Megan Fox, it's never going to be an issue. <laughs> if I put right. on my laminated card, like the receptionist from the vets, we're going to have a problem at some point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Set your, set your sights way too high. It's the only way you're going to get acceptance. Unbelievable. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that's, you know, anticlimactic there. Nothing happened. Um, let's focus on the poker for a second, uh, specifically the final table. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out, even though I don't think he listens to this show. Benjamin Pollock, once again, going deep in something yeah. and every time that guy goes deep in one of our tours i give a speech about how this guy is so good and so fucking do and i really thought this was going to be the one and um so i was kind of heartbroken for him secondly john hasp what a star huh what a jacket <laughs> what a hat wearer what a hat wearer what a jacket you know the guy owns a delorean right yes not not so the that delorean just a delorean a DeLorean, and that made, like, he, the guy dresses like Doc Brown. Like, it makes perfect sense. Like, there's just no... He looks exactly like, you know, like a Doc Brown lookalike. I think what's incredible, and I can't remember which member of the Poker Media tweeted it out, but it was his Hendemod page after it had been updated following his... Uh, was it I think it was Lance Bradley, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that, you know, obviously he's, like, plays, like, this £10 rebuy comp at his local yeah. casino, and it's like, you know... Came came third for a hundred pounds. Won it for two hundred fifty pounds. Two point five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that guy's awesome. If you didn't watch the coverage, go back and watch it. He's well worth it. He's just he's just the person that you're like, man, this is what it's all about. Like just some dude having fun, winning millions of dollars, and then of course a guy who's. Um, not quite as uh, memorable because he's not an old dude in a colorful jacket, but like Scott Blumstein, the winner, he was having a pretty damn good time too. I have to give you credit here, Joe, because you've arranged 
for this man to be the guest on this week's podcast. So without further ado, let us welcome to Poker in the Ears, the 2017 World Series of Poker main event champion, Mr. Scott Blumstein. This is so exciting. I can't believe we got the champ. (laughs) What's up, guys? I want to start this off by reading something that Scott wrote to me on Facebook, and he says, I still can't believe I won, to be honest, and this was like four weeks in. Do you still feel that way? Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, I mean, how can you like expect to ever actually like live your dream? It just doesn't seem like it's like, you know, like you go out there, with the 10k like you know that the goal is to win but you like can't actually ever anticipate doing it that sounds really real to me uh like a real person like a real human being i know (laughs) so many poker players and you probably have friends who are like this who genuinely think they're gonna win every tournament they enter and when they don't they're kind of baffled by it (laughs) yeah 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 right Right, they're like they're like they're like angry that they didn't win a a thing that one person wins. Right, like, like very realistically, 100. one out of eight thousand people can only win that, and that happened to be you in this case. And you have the very reasonable perspective of, oh shit, well that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, Scott, you've won a huge poker tournament against a field of more than seven thousand people for an obscene amount of money, but this tournament somehow it has significance beyond that many people feel that it's the world championship of poker and whoever wins it becomes poker's biggest ambassador on the global stage has that part of it hit you or do you kind of just push all that aside yeah i i, I mean like i don't think that when i went out to win the main event i was like ready i was like trying to sign up for this extra job title like <laughs> I, you know but but i understand what comes with it so i'm going to kind of like fill the role as best as I can without like actually signing up for a job. If that makes any sense. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, I was a fan of the, of poker, you know, I'm a poker fan and and I watched the main event and I understand what I felt about it before I was a part of it. And, you know, I just think that it's important to, to just be a nice person in general. Right. So like, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just, I just, um, it's been cool. Like I've already been to a place I've been, I went to the first thing I did was go to Durant, Oklahoma for some reason. And <laughs> why not? Yeah. Why Dream. not? And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, <clears throat> it's not even like the other poker players. It's, it's the, 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 the regular people that like poker that, that, uh, you know, want to, talk to me and like what you know sure i would have talked i would have spoke to you a month ago so it's you know whatever yeah well, I- we appreciate it we, I, like i appreciate it like when i when i hollered at you to do this interview i'm like sure you got tons of people coming at you right now uh asking for interviews looking for stuff it sounds like you don't really mind doing it but maybe you don't necessarily want to have every single thing you say be of really great importance <laughs> no nah, like i i <clears throat> i think that's actually like kind of the cool part is that what i say now kind of matters where like it didn't before but it's more of just like the game i don't want this burden of like you know i mean poker is still 
like poker. I, like I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and like you know. I mean, it's. I want to be somewhere between Dan Coleman and Joe McKeon, right? Like just in the <laughs> middle. You know, like there's a spectrum, and you got to pick a place on it. And like, I know where I'm on that on that spectrum. So it's it's that simple to me. It's such a weird one, isn't it? The way that people talk about who have been the good champions and who have been the bad champions and they'll look at for example martin jacobson and say yes he, he did great work as an ambassador for poker and then maybe they'll look at joe mckeon and say he wasn't such a good ambassador for poker and it's like guys these players have no obligation to anyone or anything they won a tournament for heaven's sake yeah yeah exactly exactly so like that's why i feel like everything i you know if i just treat people like with respect and converse with them like that's that's just if that helps the game then whatever you know like that's not my goal though that's pretty much anyone can really ask of you is to just be decent and just to remember that people are paying attention a little bit and don't be a complete scumbag yep <laughs> i don't think that's too yep. much to ask um one no. one key question i've been wanting to ask scott and i'd actually be interested to ask this of all the final table psychologically and in terms of preparing for the final table do you think it was an advantage or a disadvantage to you to have the november 9 concept scrapped this year i mean i definitely think it was an advantage um so the one thing i will say i wish was like a little bit longer i think two days was just like too quick of a turnaround because like i didn't even get a day to relax you know like you just play a lot of poker in a in a week in consecutive days and then they're just like yeah we're gonna need you to come at like 4 30 to do interviews the next day and you know i'm just like i just want to sleep um <laughs> but other than that uh i definitely thought it was an advantage because uh you know i i i i i i've been preparing for that moment for you know some time now and if you're not ready for it um, I'm not so sure you should get three months to kind of go back and, and redo, uh, you know, and learn, you can, it, it, first of all, it just would have been so different. Uh, the atmosphere, like just everything about it, I think was, was much better than, uh, the format it used to be. Not that I ever experienced that, but, um, and, and just from a, from a poker perspective, I mean, we didn't really even talk much poker in the 48 hours between because how much better can you really get in that time frame? So we just kind of went over other things and um just kind of relaxed and I, and i and i think it for me personally it was it was a benefit yeah i didn't hear anyone really talking about how they wished that the november 9 was still a thing or like i i didn't really hear anyone say um man if only i could have two months off right now <laughs> uh, yeah scott if you had let's say finished second or even sixth um and I said to you, hey, did you have a good time? What would you have said? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely would have. Like I, well, I'd like to think that I would have uh, said yes, but yeah. but, I, but I definitely would have eventually. I mean, I, like, you know, I didn't even go out to Vegas for one tournament the whole summer. I was home kind of like playing online in New Jersey and just kind of, playing on poker stars in new jersey uh and i was just kind of trying to you know perfect my craft and and so like the goal was to go play the main and and and, and honestly i think like 
once I once it was day five, that's when I was like, all right, I got my money's worth. You know, like this is my first nice. main. I'm in the money. Like how you know? I, again, I, I we talked about the the mindset of these other poker guys. Like, how can you not be thrilled making like thirty thousand dollars playing the game you love and on the biggest? Like, if you're not enjoying that, then you shouldn't be a professional poker player. Well, yeah, because it seemed like this. Now, I, I, you know, I haven't been heavily involved in the World Series for many years now, but uh, obviously, this one I was there for, uh, you know, ninety-eight percent of it, and this seemed like the most fun that everyone was having as a group in a really long time. Did you feel that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like, how can you not with with John S. there? Yes. Uh, do you think that that he is the, uh, the the main reason behind that, like a big factor in that? I think he has to be because, but if I like, I, I have a weird feeling that if he's not there, then there's just a more serious feeling at the table. I mean, you know, like 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 it was cool because even a guy like Brian Pacioli, whose background is like largely online, you know, sitting behind a computer. And then he's at, at the main event final table, and he's you know he's interacting with John. Like, like I, I don't think he would have been too talkative if, if there's not some guy in a you know rainbow suit at the table. So, <laughs> like I, I, I and being on his direct left was nice too because it kind of made me relax uh, a little bit. Well, John has making the final table made the front page of the BBC website. <gasps> That does not happen that often that a poker story is on the front of the BBC News website. So uh, John's presence in the World Series this year is certainly a good thing for the game. Scott, I'm interested in the Scott Blumstein story. We know the penultimate chapter, playing online in New Jersey, and we the final chapter to date, which is winning the World Series main event. Take us to the beginning of your poker journey. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was just a kid who, growing up... Uh, you know, saw it on TV, saw the main event, Moneymaker, Raymer, you know, and then I go and then I, I go to college. I go to a, a school where I watched a lot of poker, but didn't really play a ton. Um, and then I, you know, and then I'm and 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 I'm and I'm just a fan. I mean, I, I, I told Joe this, too. I, I literally if you, you I think it's still documented on the Internet two plus two dot com. There's a thread started by S Blum two seven one one, and it just simply says, "Why does everyone hate Joe Stapleton so much?" <laughs> I wasn't joking with you, Scott. That that thread was like the cause of like several bouts of alcoholism, <laughs> two eating disorders, like also some good, really high points in my life too. But um, yeah, yeah. that is I'm, hilarious, I'm, I'm, and that. That is a, a thread that James Hardigan has dined out on. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, like a there's, there's the a years. rival thread, Scott. There's a rival thread. Does anyone really think that Joe Stapleton is funny? Which, unfortunately, oh, has surpassed your more positively titled, <laughs> yeah, Why Does Everyone yeah. Hate Joe Stapleton? Right, right. Oh, right. wait, I, was I think I was to... confusing the two. Hold on, maybe I'm... <laughs> yeah, you might. That's what I'm saying. I think mine was a pop... Mine was... I was trying to go to bat for you, well, Joe. No, the problem is, absolutely, you came in being positive, but it's two plus right. two, Scott. The responses to your initial post weren't as positive as your OP. Right. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm realizing was right. It was, I was trying to get other people to come in and agree with me, but instead they, they, they chose a different route. <laughs> so I, I apologize for, 
for bringing that out. So how does it feel now that you might be that inspiration for someone else? Some other kid is going to watch you on TV or already watched you on the stream and be like, I want to do what Scott Blumstein did. He won the main event his first time out. I can do the same thing. Right. And that's fine. But like, it's just important to understand that first of all, like, you're you're not gonna do it in if you're you're not gonna even like have the opportunity to do it if you're not doing it the right way. And I can say that because like my my personal self, I wasn't always the best poker player. First of all, I wasn't even that good at poker at one point. And then like, you know, I, I, I wasn't I, I, I wasn't in a position to to even like be able to win the main, I don't think, until not too long ago. What, let's say the last two years, okay? So like, you know, then I and then it's all just about working from there. It's just about, um, you know, I, 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 like I said, I didn't go out to Vegas this summer. I stayed home, and and I think that decision was what allowed me to 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 succeed. So, um, it, I mean, that question's obviously hard because you know, like I, I, I didn't even think I could do it myself. So why should I tell other people like? You know, like true to, but but I think the fact that I wasn't thinking about the tournament, wasn't thinking about the money, you just kind of got to separate yourself. And 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 I just wanted to go out there and play my best, and I and I feel like I did. So, you know, if you do that and and you're able to to run good and and win, then uh, you know more the power to you. I love this because Scott's like Scott's like I want to inspire people, but I want them to be responsible about it. I <laughs> yeah. want them yeah. to be That's all exactly willy nilly. Right. I just have two quick questions about stuff that actually happened at the final table. The first is I, I can't remember whether it was three handed or whether it was heads up. Was there a chop pot, and did someone actually say everyone loves a chop pot? <laughs> that was that 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 may or may not have happened. Is that uh, we can go back and check the film, but I those my, those words might have come out of my mouth at, <laughs> at the at the final table. I I, I, I you know I, look it was it was the sec. I think I I think there was the uh, chop pot earlier than I let it slide. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to miss the opportunity the second time. So, Well, we're going to send you a hoodie, so, Scott. You need to have an Everyone Loves a Chop Pot hoodie because yeah, uh, if you're going to help perfect. us spread the message, then you definitely deserve that article of clothing. And finally, uh, towards the end, did you reference your mind coach at one point? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely did. I, I worked with uh, Mr. Elliot Rowe um, of, of Primed Mind Fame. I'm, I'm sure you guys know of a I think his name's Fedor, F- Fedor Holes, you know. Never heard of him. Yeah. So no? no. All right. Well, yeah. He's a he's a smart guy. He he started this company working with uh, this guy Elliot. Who uh, we we brought him in. Actually, we got to the final table and we brought him in. And uh, you know, it, it was great. He, uh, I, 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 you know, you're you're 25 years old. You're on the biggest sta- like a bigger stage than you could. I've never even played with whole cards before. Like I've never even been at a table where you show your whole cards, and wow. there I am with two tables left and just, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It, it can be overwhelming. And I, and I, my goal was to make it not. And that's why when I said we didn't talk much poker in the time being, yeah, that's because like how much better poker can I really get? But what I can do is, uh, stay focused. And, and, you know, I, I, I was, I was really happy with my performance, but then with two tables left, I end up kind of slipping a little bit and making a play. I wasn't, really uh intending to do with where i five bet all in with king jack offshoot 
and luckily I was given another chance. I, I doubled up an orbit later and got back in it. And I, and after that, I, you know, when, when a buddy, when a buddy of mine suggested, uh, we talked to Elliot, I was like, yeah, I, I just want to make sure that I don't do that again. So, <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think it was a good decision. Well, you, you can't argue with the results here. So obviously, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, it all played into the, the eventual deuce on the, uh, on the river. It was right. Yeah. Uh, Scott, really quick before we cut you loose. Um, we did touch on the fact that you are now automatically, uh, your opinion matters on poker more than ever before with great winnings comes great responsibility (laughs) that is correct and so uh people are all of a sudden going to start asking you is this good for poker or bad for poker so we're just going to play a quick little game of good for poker bad for poker simple yes or no answer from you is it good for poker or is it bad for poker there are no wrong answers because you my friend are now the decider of what is good for poker and what is bad for (laughs) poker are you ready oh man uh Okay, yeah, go. Here we go. Number one, the return of the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure. Good for poker or bad for poker? Uh, Good for poker. Good for poker. Phil Ivey being sued by the Borgata. Good for poker, bad for poker? Uh... If he's still, if he's in a lawsuit, can he play on poker after dark? All right, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, bad for poker. Bad for poker. GMOs, genetic, genetically modified fruits and vegetables. Good for poker, bad for poker. Uh, bad for poker. Bad for poker. The new Netflix show Ozark. Good for poker, bad for poker. Good for poker. <laughs> good for poker. Jurassic World Two. Good for poker, bad for poker. That's great for poker. <laughs> Dinosaurs playing poker. What, what more could you want? <laughs> yeah. North Korea's ability to miniaturize nuclear warheads. Good for poker, bad for poker. Uh, good for poker, bad for the world. <laughs> Kevin Hart versus Usain Bolt. Good for poker, bad for poker. Oh, that's, that's good for poker. Uh, thirst traps. Good for poker, bad for poker. Bad for poker. 100% agree with you there. And finally, Scott, season two of The Wire, the weird one with all the white people. Uh, good for poker, bad bad for poker. Uh, I'm debating whether I should hang up or tell you that I've never seen The Wire. That's fine with me. I don't care. I'm not one of those people that's going to freak out. All right. uh, we'll I just... do need to see The Wire, though. Yes, you do. The Wire, <laughs> good for poker is ultimately what Scott Blumstein yeah. says. Scott, thanks so much yeah. for being here, man. We love you. I couldn't be happier for you, my friend. Thanks, Joe. Adventures in Online Poker! I have to laugh because we've just heard about Joe's glamorous summer in Las Vegas. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt Brown was working in his bedroom in Hornchurch. Yes, it was from fabulous Las Hornchurch that uh, the broadcast every Monday night. Uh, <laughs> It really did, and sometimes we had uh, we were hitting the triple figures. That's right, 106 people at one point tuned in. I think I think it's because it was hosted by a couple of other channels. I got lucky. Uh, no, if you don't know this, we did speak about this, but I got asked to join the uh, the Poker School online team, and I think it's been about 13, 14 weeks or something ridiculously that's flown by. So while You've we done were on that our, many shows, I think so. I think so. Wow. Well, I yeah, I think it must be about that. I was trying to think. That's because, enough for a best of. 
Well, if only, <laughs> if only something happened every week, you'd be absolutely right. Um, the, the, the there thing, have been some great moments. I've seen your have, tweets. There have been some funny things so far. Well, actually, do you know what? My most favourite thing is the fact that people that were going, oh, God, Raz, oh, God, Badoogie, actually, I've managed to completely convert a quite small but enthusiastic group of people to the point where having forced them to play Cash Badoogie, Tournament Badoogie, Cash Do 7, Tournament 7 Card Stud, like all the stuff I just thought, I don't want to be another guy doing Hold'em. And I have this passion for the other games. But it got to the point where some of my guys were coming back to me saying, I played in some of the Micro Million stuff, which then kicked in, playing in the Badoogie and the rest of and cashing in these games where they'd not played it until I forced them to spend a couple of weeks learning it on the cash tables, honing their skills in the home games, like the little tournaments we run. And, I mean, I wish there was more of a car crash or exciting story to tell, but it's just going really well. It's like I'm building up a nice little audience. It's good for me in that it's not all of our familiar faces. There's a couple... There's an Optimus Clang and Smitty will turn up. But it's mostly brand new names that I've kind of inherited from the existing Poker School Online guys who have kind of turned up and gone, so who's this guy? What does he do? And, of course, the rest of the audience are starting to get a feel for me that they explain to the other newcomers, it's Matt. He plays all the weird games you've never heard of. And and I'm just having a bit of a blast, to be honest, from the from the comfort of my own spare room in just my pants. So I mentioned the tweets you sent out, which included clips from your Twitch streams. There was one where you're sat at a table on your own. <laughs> yeah, there was one. It's because at the beginning of the, the broadcast, I've obviously got a two-minute head start on my audience because there's a delay so <laughs> i'm sitting at a cash table because i start at 7 p.m and the the home games tend to kick off about quarter past to make sure everyone's got time to come in and reg so i'm sitting at a table waiting for like people to catch up with me to hear my invite to join me on the cash table where we're going to like refresh our memory on the, the the rules of whatever game we're playing for 15 minutes but of course my worry is that meanwhile there might be some new viewer that's had the alert that Poke School Online has gone live and they tune in and there's just me sitting on an empty table, just waster, just like open seat, open seat, open seat, open seat. More like time waster. Exactly. <laughs> so there are there have been a few hilarious things. I also it's bad form, but I won one of my own tournaments. Like I put on a five card draw tournament and won it. And I got quite a lot of stick for that. But we still I mean, I didn't take the prizes or anything. You know, what it, is Matt, what is your PL sheet looking like for when you have these cash game nights? Are you up or down or Do you know what? I I genuinely don't know. My, my I must admit my No, I actually have no idea. I I guess, I guess I could easily find it, but it's not really been it's not really my motivation to be honest. And in fact, some of the games I play, I deliberately play badly. Like I know it's very hard to tell the difference, but there'll be a situation where I'll <laughs> where I'll say, "Guys, I can see why this looks like it's a good spot, but it isn't. But I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it as if I'm not going to make a decision. Because it's kind of, you know, it's a bit like when you teach your guys, they get dealt pocket threes and they're all excited and then the flop comes down, ace, king, queen, all clubs. But they've got a pair of, they've got a pair of threes. And it's sort of that scenario where a lot of the time I'm playing badly to prove a point. And luckily, mostly... It has been the outcome because you know when you say why guys, the fuck haven't I thought of this over the years to say guys I play badly to prove a point exactly but the good thing the is I always say it is he's saying in advance exactly <laughs> not after I've blown two hundred basically use it as an excuse after the event yeah. well I also use it as an excuse for something where no one's even watching me play. <laughs> 
No, I make sure I'm broadcasting when it happens. So no, it's been uh, it's been very good, and thanks to all the kind of the, the guys that come from from the side of stuff that we do, all the poker in the ears guys and the guys from the live stream, because it's been nice having you know from a point of confidence having some familiar faces but i think i think i'm on onto a good thing here and it just seems to tick over it's not exactly breaking any any box offices but there's a lot of stuff goes on on a monday night and i'm just happy to have maybe 100 people want to come play silly games with me so how many games have you still got to try out i mean there's only so many variants of poker to play well i and do you ever play hold'em Yes, we have what is called a palate cleansing game of Hold'em at the end of the cycle. So we did Badoogie, Raz, Deuce 7, 5-card draw, 7-card stud. Um, there might be something else in there I'm forgetting. But I thought that was the end of the cycle, primarily because though there are other other games, to be honest, I don't, I don't really feel like I'm an expert in any of those, but I feel quite confident leading people along in a game of Badoogie or Raz sure. or whatever. So I'd said to them, I think this is the end of my cycle here. We're going to have a palate cleansing Hold'em and then we'll go back and start again. But as it is, it turns out next week I'm now doing Omaha High Low because a whole bunch of the guys were like, we wouldn't mind a refresh on this. I was just trying to avoid the formats I think are pretty well catered for. But I actually used to play a bit of PLO 8. So we're going back in for a brand new game. And then we'll probably just keep cycling round and round until someone says they want something new in the mix. They're, they all seem to be enjoying it. I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to be the lead. I'm going to come in and request Kershavel. You're not the first person to ask that, but I, I need to Google what it is first. <laughs> well, you know where you can find it? In the lobby. Oh, let's nice go there now. Segue, Joseph Stapleton. <laughs> Just a quick lobby segment on this week's show because it's uh, quite a packed edition of Poker in the Years. I uh, just want to highlight a couple of places we are going in the next month. We've, of course, got Barcelona on the horizon, PokerStars Championship coming up. Uh, next week will be our Barcelona preview show. So we'll talk about what we're going to be up to there, the PokerStars TV streaming schedule, what we're going to be covering. Uh, the other place we're going, almost straight after Barcelona, I think we've got one podcast in between, is Rosvedov. Yes. Because, of course, Sunday Million Live concludes at King's Casino in Rosvedov the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd, although it's the 3rd and 4th, the Sunday and the Monday, that are the last two days. And we're going to be streaming the penultimate day and the final day, cards up, on PokerStars TV. And as I did mention in an email, no one commented on this, which I think proves that neither of you is reading what I'm writing. It's a road trip, people. We're hiring a car I'm at there. Prague Airport. We are driving to Rosvedov. So Matt is going to make sure that his iPhone is loaded with his playlist of backing tracks. It's going to be a karaoke car journey. So you think oh, I don't read, God. but you can see on my phone He's already, I have already got about 250 songs, Joe, from my, my solo. In fact, I can tell you it's 99 songs. That equates, Joe, to six hours and 28 minutes. You're welcome. Look, I wouldn't mind it, if, but we can't even fucking use it on the show. So unless you load it up with some Baba Black Sheep and some <laughs> Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Mary Had a Little Lamb. Joe, uh, this is not for the show. This is not for the fans. This is for us. This it's is not for, for me you, and it's not for the show. Then why am I fucking doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I um, can tell you, if you want to get a cab there without me and James, you're very welcome. <laughs> but I can tell you it's a coin flip as to whether you'll get there alive. There's actually something else I need you to do, Joe. So listen very carefully. I shall say All this right. only once. Uh, we're going to do another one of our classic movie, movie reviews on next week's podcast. What did you call it? Movie Mondays? Even though the show comes out on a Thursday? <laughs> Poker Movie Mondays. <laughs> Poker Movie Mondays. So before the summer break, uh, we did a retrospective review of the Sting. We will look back at Casino Royale 2006, not 1967. 
And next week, we are going to be talking about one of the most famous poker movies ever made, The Cincinnati Kid, starring Steve McQueen. A film which... I think is renowned for the last hand, which is like one of those stupid movie poker hands that would never happen in real life. But I want to talk about the movie as a whole and generally the world it displays and some of the other poker games that are showcased over the course of its uh, one hour, 40 minute screen time. So the Cincinnati Kid is the movie to watch between now and next Thursday. The three of us are going to revisit the film and it will be the subject of next week's Superfan Quiz. So remember, when we pick the subject, we increase the prize. So normally you're playing for a 27 euro, $27 satellite ticket. Mm -hmm. Next week, a 109 euro ticket will be on the line. But we're setting the subject. That subject is the Cincinnati Kid. So watch the movie for the first time, or if you know it already, apply to be the Superfan. Hashtag poke it in the ears on Twitter. Nice. And Joe, can you guarantee me just so I don't have to make, like, the kid version of the questions for the quiz. Very good. Cincinnati You're, kid, kid version. Thanks. It was an accident. You are going to watch this film, aren't you, Joe? Yes. Yeah, no, I've watched them all um, when we've specifically made it the subject of the show. I've, I watched The Sting twice, I think, before The Sting episode even, so. Wow. Okay, no, that's good. That's good for me. Okay, I'm excited. I've never seen it. So, yeah, um, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's that hard a movie to get hold of. I'm pretty sure it's in the iTunes store. I'm pretty sure it's available on DVD and Blu-ray as well. And these days, discs cost next to nothing, especially if they're old movies. Right. So, Cincinnati Kid, we'll be reviewing it next week. If you want to be the super fan on next week's show, hashtag poker in the ears will give you the chance to win a 109 euro satellite ticket. And it's almost seamless. Talking of super fans... Superfan versus Stakes. So here we go. Who is the first Superfan following our summer recess? We welcome to Poker in the Ears, Mr. Dave Haney. Hello, Dave. Hello, guys. And also, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Now, I have to be clear, Dave, the only reason we have allowed you on to answer questions about it's always sunny in Philadelphia is because it is your birthday this week. Because, Joe, Matt and I had a conversation in your absence, and we've decided we're going to change the rules of engagement. We kind uh -oh. of feel that in future, there needs to be a poker connection with these specialist subjects, or at least it has to be something Joe is also an expert in, because otherwise it's just a bit one-sided. And also, Matt doesn't like doing quizzes about things he doesn't know anything about. Well, uh, well, it's more It's more also I'm worried when you say it has to be other things that Joe's an expert in. Is Joe, pick a number between 1 and 20. How many things in the world would you say you're an expert on? Four. Four, right, okay. <laughs> That's exactly the number I was kind of expecting. So maybe not that Joe needs to be an expert, but at least has some kind of exposure to it in his life. Well, I can't be poker then. Well... <laughs> We're just setting out the ground rules for future weeks. The point is, Dave, you're on the show. You've got your specialist subject. Welcome. And tell us about yourself. Well, uh, I'm a stay-at-home caregiver for my son. And I like to dabble in poker. I'm not necessarily the most successful guy out there, that's for sure. But I do enjoy it and have fun with it. And Dave, you turn how old today? Or 45. 45 years young, and uh, I noticed an American accent, so where, where are you calling from? Montana. Montana, big sky country. Yes, sir. So, what, do you have to go to an indie casino to play poker or what? 
Well, they do have the Indian casinos here, but uh, we have a couple of rooms peppered throughout the state. Only one here in Great Falls, where I'm located, that uh, allows for no limit. Everywhere else is like a one-five spread. Old school. See, uh, old school. If I, yeah, if I got if I got quizzed on what that meant in the super fan quiz, would I have no idea. <laughs> One, well, one to five, one and five dollars each street. One to five spread limit seven card stud. It was one of my favorite games to play in Vegas back in two thousand and three. Uh, you can only find hold'em here. Nobody wants to play any other stud or drawing games. It's because, because it's it, the game on TV, Dave. Everyone loves to watch poker on TV. Right. <laughs> Dave, now, what's the last time you watched poker on TV? Sorry, one last thing. One last question <laughs> for Dave. Absolutely. Last Dave? time I watched poker on TV, yeah. that would be uh, the main event final table. Oh, well, I had nothing to do with that. Go on with the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we did reveal already that you've chosen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as our specialist subject. I have one question before Matt Broughton starts asking the questions. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, you know, me and my son, we have a ritual every morning. Uh, whenever we eat breakfast, we watch a show on Netflix. And that was the last one we finished watching all the way through. So that was the one that was freshest in my head. What's one that you gave up on? One that I gave up on? Um, you know, sadly, I generally try to see everything through no matter how bad it is. I think the last one I gave up on um was timeless on nbc and it got canceled anyway so it's a good thing i did give up on it maybe you're the magical person who like decides what lives and what dies on tv like your brain controls the tv universe uh i'm gonna throw out there very quickly the name of a tv show that i defy anyone to get past episode two of it's a british made show it's on sky here in the uk and it's called riviera Riviera. No, I've not heard. Starring, watched- starring Julia Stiles. Remember her from the Bourne movies? Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, it's shit. Good. Well, I'm glad <laughs> we've got that out there. Speaking of mo- things that we gave up on, it's always sunny, guys. Uh, there, now, there will be plenty of people in the audience who do like this show, even if Matt and James haven't seen it or don't like it. I thought the first two seasons of this show were brilliant. There was nothing else like it on TV. It was hilarious. Um, and then season three, I started scratching my head a little. Season four, it got so far up its own ass that I actually quit. <laughs> on, uh, but this was back when I was watching it episodically. It was before binging was really a thing. Um, you could buy it on DVD, but that was about it. I heard that it's since gotten good again, and it's on like season like 13 or 14 now. So I always said I would go back someday, but I really haven't seen it since probably season five. There were a couple of seasons that felt like a lull, and if I had to wait each week for an episode, I probably would have given up on it at that point. Aha! Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I'm I'm completely screwed because when James told me the subject, I thought he was joking. I'd never even heard of it. So as you <laughs> might imagine, is trying to find a reasonable spread of questions is impossible for me because I have no idea what's a real basic question and what's a really complicated question. So what I've got is I've got a selection of 14 questions I found in random quizzes that were online. 
is that <laughs> everyone gets five five picks from these 14 questions. It's the standard rules applies that if you can just hit me with the answer, you get two points. If you need multiple choice, there is a multiple choice option on every single one of these questions. So let's get rolling. As always, we start with our super fans. So Dave, pick a number between one and 14. I'll ask James to keep track of whose turn it is and how many turns they've actually had each. But uh, where do you want to go to start things off here, Dave? We'll just go right at the top at number one. God bless you. Right. What job title has Mac dreamt up for himself at Paddy's Pub? Bouncer. That's wrong. And Joe can oh. steal this because he's not. there's no multiple choice has been exposed. Uh, by the way, Dave, it, it's possible that if there are like some sort of contention, like we would, we would never know. Um, okay. We just got to go with whatever answer Matt came up with. Because uh, <laughs> I do believe, I do believe he did go... He was known as the bouncer originally, but this question might come from a later season. Blah blah blah. Oh, uh, sorry. Let's go. Let's go with concierge. No. According to the quiz, it's the sheriff of Paddy's. No. Yeah, that's probably from one episode somewhere in the middle. I, I, again, I literally all I have is a question and an answer. That's why we can't have these quizzes that we have no idea about. Anyway, okay, well, that's a great start already. Tremendous, great quality for people fast forwarding through the podcast right now. It's Joe's question. Joe, pick a number between two and 14. Uh, are the questions randomized already? Yes. Okay, then I'll just go with number two. Oh, okay. Um, how does Frank escape from the mental hospital? Again, multiple choice available. I'll, I'll take the multiple choice. Okay, is it on a gurney, through the door, through the window, or by posing as a child in a wheelchair? Let's go child in a wheelchair. Incorrect. I can tell you it was through the window. Again, what? I have no idea if that was known. Would you have known that, Dave? Yes. Good. Yes. Good. I feel like was, I haven't been completely. Was the trolled. window open, or did he have to get a big Indian to throw a sink through it first? I, I ah. <laughs> okay, Dave. Back to you uh, again. Any number you fancy. We'll just stay with the pattern and go with three. Oh, okay. I feel bad for questions 11, 12, 13, and fourteen already, <laughs> but that's fine. Okay, when he goes to spin class, Dennis replaces the trainer's CD with the music of which artist? Multiple choice available if needed. Uh, multiple choice, please. Okay, is it the music of John Farnham, Stevie Winwood, Rick Astley, or Bruce Willis? I feel this may have been one of the episodes that I did not watch on the newer season. <laughs> well, that's no good to me. I'm not proven to be much of an expert. I'm going to say Rick Astley. I'm afraid it was Stevie Winwood. Okay, still best quiz ever. Joe, question number four, I'm guessing. Joe, yeah, go. Oh, sorry, I thought even Joe had fast-forwarded us. Um, okay, <laughs> what's the name of the family whose home the gang forcibly make over? Multiple Would, choice, please. Okay, is it Sanchez, Perez, Morena, or Juarez? Perez. No, it's Juarez. And after two rounds, the score is zero. Zero. Uh, awesome. I, feel, I think you'll find it's nil-nil. <laughs> okay. I feel I should let uh, Joe go first because I've known both of his and oh, I haven't known him. Well, that's the, the way the draw. Well, again, you can pick any number between 5 and 14 if you want to go off. I would off, suggest off picking 6, therefore. Well, yeah, maybe we'll go with an even number. Uh, yes, uh, 6 <laughs> it is. Okay, can you tell me, for two points, or one point with multiple choice, why did Frank go to Vietnam? Don't just guess. Don't forget multiple choices there to help you and me. 
I'm wanting to say what it is, but I could be wrong, so I shall go with multiple choice. Okay. Wait, can we just can we just for lapses let him say what he thinks it is, and then he can still get the choices? Yeah, why not? I thought it, it was business related. I think he was a hostile takeover on a company. I think. Right. Well, let's pretend you never said that and go straight to the multiple choice. <laughs> so, did Frank go to Vietnam on an erotic vacation to open a sweatshop? on a Rambo pilgrimage, or for affordable prawn rings? Oh, Jesus. What it's, was uh, the second choice? It's, to open a sweatshop. I sure is hot in here. Yes, I was going to go sweatshop. <laughs> You'd be absolutely correct for one point. Fantastic. <laughs> Someone is finally on the We're board. On the board. Uh, you hey, are Dave, a winner. let's just play as a team. <laughs> that, that works and, out great. And as long I'll, as we I'll stay go. on the board, we win. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Joe. Uh, 7 to 14 or 5 still available? Uh, it's always coming 7. Okay. Oh, dear. Very specifically, what did Dee and Dennis attempt to buy from a drug dealer? Multiple choice available. Crack. <laughs> yeah. Well... I'm, I'm, you've already won, but just to try and impress me, it says very specifically, and I'm guessing this is, well, I can see the answer, so I know it's very specific. Um, really good crack. <laughs> no, D Dave, can you help him out here? Say crack cocaine? No, it doesn't matter. You got it right. It was actually one rock. So, like, for oh. some reason, that was very uh -huh. specific in the question. It was, like, one rock. Am I, therefore, awarding Joe Stapleton one point or two points for I that think, answer? I I... I think still, I think still the two points because he came out with it. In that the... case, Joe has a two-one advantage as we head Woo! into the penultimate round. Okay, <laughs> right. Okay, Dave, uh, hit me up with a number. Fourteen. Fourteen. God. Right. Good man. Bottom of the page. So when Frank convinces Charlie and Sweet D, whoever they are, that they've eaten human meat, <laughs> what did he actually feed them? Oh Jesus! I Multiple remember choice. Multiple choice. Multiple Multiple fed them choice. Jesus. No. Would you, you'd like the options there, Dave? Yes, please. Okay, so did he actually feed them raccoon, possum, squirrel, chimp meat, or a prawn ring? <laughs> What's wrong oh, with you? Stop blaming my gosh. Um, <laughs> I only do it for James. He's having such a good time. Raccoon. You're absolutely correct for a point. Tide game. Okay, and how many questions each left here now? Uh, Joe has is about to take his fourth question. Okay, uh, give me a number, big boy. Uh, nine is my lucky number. Okay. What, apart from the gang and themselves, is the McPoyle fam family strangely obsessed by? So what is the McPoyle family strangely obsessed by? I should know this one, but... Uh, okay, so just for lapses... Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, uh, like, e each other. But uh, let's well, hear the multiple choice. Let's go for the multiple choice anyway. Uh, is it ankles, cereal, milk, or SpaghettiOs? Ooh. Um, SpaghettiOs. No. Traditionally, Dave always knows the answers to your uh, your questions. Dave, do you have to know this? Say that again, please, Dave. I said, and I do, actually. The answer is milk. Uh, that is correct, but I can't give anything for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing this is Dave's last question. This is up. the final round. Okay, I believe you've got 10 to 13 and 6. Oh, no, tell the lies. Oh, I don't 5, know. 8, I don't 10, know. 11, 12, and 13. Oh, wow. James is really... I'll go with a perfect 10. Okay. Can you tell me who or what is Peter Nincompoop? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, can I take eight instead? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the multiple I'll, choice options? Yes, please. Okay, is Peter Ninkenpoop a parrot, a racehorse, Max's real name, or D's unpublished science fiction novel? D's unfinished science fiction novel. That's absolutely incorrect. Well done. <laughs> okay, so uh, Joe, what, what's the, the current state of play on the, the score? The state of play is the scores are tied at two points each. So if Joe gets his last question correct, regardless of whether it's with or without the multiple choice options, he's won. Wow, this is awesome. Uh, oh, God, I'm so excited <laughs> to win this. Joe, give us a number. Uh, 11. 11. Okay, can you tell me... What does D use to bribe the waitress into having drinks with her? Multiple choice, please. Okay, is it the return of her stolen apartment keys, the return of a stolen vial of blood, Charlie's stalker notebook, a hundred dollars, or a prawn ring? <laughs> it's a stolen something. I want to say it's a man. It's a man. Uh, st the stolen vial of blood. Well done, you, sir. No, it was Charlie's stalker notebook, apparently. Yeah. Well, it's tied after ten questions, two points each. <laughs> this is one this of the most brutal. This is brutal is a good word. There, Can Dave. I just point out that you do have four spare questions, and maybe we go to sudden death. I, yeah, we could do. I've, I mean, I've got a tiebreaker, but 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 here's absolutely. here's my suggestion. John James, give Dave, yep. our superfan, mm -hmm. one last question. Dave, yeah. if you get the question right. You've won the game. You get it wrong, you've lost the game. Right, okay, and what numbers can Dave pick from still? You can pick so from no, 5, no 8, 12, or 13. Saying, right? Sorry, sell that again to Dave. I say, so you're saying no pressure is what you're saying, right? Yeah, well, it's an opportunity. I'm so saying you know. that your fate is in your hands. <laughs> All right, let's see what I can do with it. 5, 8, 12, or 13. 5. Oh, okay. Oh, the one he skipped before. Will it be his savior? Uh, right. The tension is almost bearable. My God, this is... I'm really feeling the pressure here. Why did Mac and his parents used to break into houses? To open up Christmas presents. Yes! Well Two done. points. Oh. And he takes it down by answering the final question without the multiple choice options. Wow. Nailed it. Spot what a showboat. <laughs> Congratulations, Dave Haney. You have won this round of Superfan vs. Stapes. Uh, we will ship you, and everyone loves a chop pot hoodie, and I'm going to presume that being from the state of Montana, you do not have a PokerStars account, or at least a real money PokerStars account. Correct. In which case, we will find some alternative merchandise from our cardboard boxes in the office to send your way. That sounds great. I appreciate it, and thanks for... Thanks for allowing me on, and uh, this has been a real pleasure, and I'm glad I didn't completely tank it. Maybe Not at all. A little. And before <laughs> you go, David, we want to say... Happy birthday. And... Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I do love it when the point is proved. That is why we've changed the rules, and that's why we want to kind of try and refine the specialist subjects that people pick when they want to come on this show. Yeah, but that's, see, that's not going to make sense for all the people that have just spent the last few minutes pressing plus 30 seconds on their like pod, podcast players, going, oh, I can't listen to this quiz, I can't do it. Trust me, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember, Cincinnati Kid, if you want to be the superfan, hashtag poker in the ears. Uh, what else we got next week, Joey? 
Next week, also, uh, speaking of movies, I went to a Chucky double feature with Jen Tilly live in the audience. That was pretty fun. I'll tell uh, a couple of quick little anecdotes about that. If you guys saw during the World Series, Poker Stars made a new signing. Jeff Gross is now on board. Streamboat 2 is coming up, and he is going to be our guest on the show. He'll also be going to Barcelona, and next week is our Barcelona preview show. And there is a big announcement coming up next week about our approaching 100th episode. I'm pretty excited about that. Lots of stuff to get to then. Until next time, for James Hardigan and Matt Broughton, I am Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Smell you later.